Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of No Doubter. We're capping week four of MLB action. So much, uh, so much to go over. We are a month in. It seems like a long time when it starts, but we're already already a month in. Only five more months to go. You know, it's it's going to be here today and gone tomorrow. But with a month in, it is a good sample size. And we have some pretenders who have fallen by the wayside. And we have the cream of the crop rising to the top. We are going to do all that. And it's a very special one. So if, while y'all are watching, go ahead and grab yourself a drink because I think you know what we're talking about. <laughs> We're going to be pouring and scoring tonight, so uh, because why? We just feel like it. Uh, so T-Bone, Lawfully, how's it going? Man, I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm stoked to pour and score again. Like you said, it's been too long. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of reeling in just a little bit, doing it a little bit more sparingly. But, uh, you know, I yeah, we're a month into the season right now. Uh, right in the heart of spring right now. Summer will be here before you know it. It is the perfect time to pour. And uh, as we say, when you pour, you score. When uh, Whenever you're enjoying uh, a cold brew or uh, or some sort of something from a distillery, maybe a glass of wine, whatever beverage you choose, you just got to enjoy it while you're enjoying America's greatest pastime. So uh, I'm... Yeah, like you said, there's a lot that's happening right now in Major League Baseball, and uh, it'll be it'll be a fun one to cover tonight. Yep, and those of y'all who are watching, go ahead, like, share, comment, let us know what you're drinking. We're gonna be drinking ourselves, pour and score, baby, because when you ever you see the game, whether it is live or whether you're watching it on TV, whenever you pour, you score. So we're just before we even get into anything MLB related, we gotta start it off right. So let's just start it off well. T Bone, I'm gonna turn it right over to you. What are you drinking this evening? I have myself here from the Real Ale Brewing Company in Blanco, nice. Texas. I believe that is the Hill Country area, if I've got my uh, state uh-huh. geography correct. Yes. The Devil's Backbone Belgian Ooh. style triple. Nice. Get that right there in front of the camera. So, uh, nice. back to label reads here. Working in the Hill Country from a foundation of time honored brewing tradition, Real Ale believes minimal processing produces maximum flavor. So, uh, you know, I, I can't, I feel like I've had a, a brew or two from real ale before here, if I can, but I can't remember if I've had this one here, um, hmm. or not, but you know, it caught my eye at the store. I was like, you know, need some new brews here. So there you go. In pouring the it in the Mason jar. Love it. Yeah. It's been a while since I've had this particular one. Trapels are a very unique beer. Yeah. Not I'm, not, I'm not super well-versed in Trapels, but uh, yeah. I'm going to give the analysis here. So it kind of got a nice golden hue to it. Yes. Ooh. Belgian beers in general, not just Trapels, they have a very unique flavor to them. So yeah. that is what tell. It's got for. kind of like a, it's got like a honey head to it. It's got a little, I can t- tell it's a little bit sweet. So Nice going right neck deep into the head love it <laughs> mm. Ooh, yeah that's honey yeah you can kind of get the honey yeah note at the top there it's got a bit of a malty feel to it mm-hmm. um they're yeah very bright um can definitely taste the wheat with like a little bit of a uh, little bit of hops there as well mm-hmm. um yeah very very unique yeah, Trapels are definitely very unique brews. I don't drink a ton of these here. I, I, I can't even remember like 
if somebody asked me, like, hey, what's a trapel like? I couldn't even really tell you. I'm such a hophead that they're uh, <laughs> they're not normally in my wheelhouse. But you know, I'm open for trying new things. Needed uh, needed some new brews to uh, to to go in the fridge, and um, I would give this I give it a good solid eight out of ten for a non IPA drink. For the Devil's Backbone, Belton Trapel from Blanco, Texas, just south of Marble Falls off of 281. So on your way over to San Antonio from Marble Falls, swing on down to Blanco. We've had so many real ale beers on this company, or on this podcast. It's it, it's truly one of our favorites, brews. So keeping the Lone Star State, gotta love it. 8 out of 10 for a non-IPA, you gotta love it. It's got the hops, little bits, but it's got wheat. It's got, uh, you know, floral malts. That's what Belgian beers are for. And some people really love them. But, hey, way, way to try something new. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Belgium is just kind of like the little hipster cousin of, uh, of Europe sure. there. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> of course, it's, um, got, it's got to do its own thing. Oh, man, it's on my bucket list for sure. Well, I'm going to be bringing my beer a little closer to home, so I'm going to go on over to Cowtown, baby. A beer from Fort Worth, Texas. The better half of the DF dubs. <laughs> uh, uh, did Those I just say that? Fine words, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I work in that area. I'm becoming biased. But anyway, presenting from Wild Acre Brewery from Fort Worth, Texas, Billy Jenkins Buck. That's right. Who is Billy Jenkins? Well, let's take a little history lesson, shall we? I'm going to read their description from their website. This is one of their core beers, the Billy Jenkins Bach, and it says that the Billy Jenkins Bach was the first beer we ever brewed on the former 15-gallon pilot system we employed to design the beers we would ultimately sell. It is an exceptionally quaffable beer, low in alcohol, cold lagered four weeks in the German Bach tradition, yet less malt forward and less sweet than a traditional German Bach. The name Billy Jenkins is derived from the namesake of Fort Worth, Texas, General William Jenkins Worth. There you go, Billy Jenkins, William Jenkins Worth. That's where the name comes from. No big deal. He is perhaps the most famous American you have not heard of, and he is buried under a 50-foot, 52-foot obelisk in the shadow of the famed Flatiron Building in New York City. And we aim to give him the fame he deserves in our city, which bears its name. There you go. That, that is such a cool little history bit. <laughs> yes. Billy Jenkins, the most famous man you've never heard of. Look at that guy. He's just a cool dude right there, and I'm about to drink it up. This, I, I did have this beer maybe a week or two ago. This is what I like to call the craft beer Schneiderbach. So if you like Schneiderbach, this is basically, the, it's the same type of lager beer. As you're going to see as I pour it in, it's got the same color. It tastes very identical. Although I might argue it is a little better. I'm um, no disrespect to Shiner, you know, and all another Texas beer. I mean, look at that. If I told you this was a Shiner Bach, you would probably bar buy it, right? It's because it's the same kind. It's the same kind of cold lagered lager. And so, gonna go ahead and get a sip of it. Taste. Mm, pretty good nose on it. This is. 5.2% alcohol by volume, 52 IBU. So a little bit of bitterness. So without further ado, I'm going to dive in. Mm -hmm. Definitely tastes like a Shiner Bach. But the flavor, 
Oh, the flavor is what puts it ahead of Shiner, in my opinion. Whereas the Shiner, you know, it's got the good color, it's got the good flavor. This one has a really good aftertaste. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you drink it and you just, it settles in. It's good, baby. It's floral. I really, really dig it. Uh, it is not my go-to, however. I'm going to give this a 7.5 out of 10, which, hey... It's pretty good. You gotta understand the bias. I'm, an, I'm I am a hophead, but all I'm saying for all our Shiner fans out there, give this a try instead. It sounds like another version. one of those great gateway beers into the craft world for uh, for mm -hmm. folks. Exactly. You know, you got the gateway for Bud Light is like a Fireman's Four. Gateway for a Shiner fan is this Billy Jenkins Bach. Wild Acre Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Even if you're not in the DF Dubs, support the Lone Star State, people. You gotta do it. So there you go. And as we always like to end off this segment, we want to encourage our audience to please drink responsibly. Always. The only way. Cheers, man. Cheers, my friend. Man, my Weird. glass is dripping all over the place. I'm trying not to get it here on my phone. Party foul! Party foul! We're already party fouling all over the place. No, man, I got here on the stream right at the last second. I'm a mess tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are just diving in and we're going to go ahead and get things started. Not a whole lot of general news to cover. We could really fish for it if we wanted to, but, um, you know. Yeah. Less overall uh, league news right now. Yeah. I mean, storylines and individual teams, but uh, this week, not a whole lot of craziness going on. Mm -hmm. But we do want to give shout outs to our the player awards that were given out by MLB. So, Trav, I'm going to turn it over to you. How about you go ahead and list over the players of the month for the AL side for April? Well, I would love to do that, but my uh, my Google Doc is frozen here. Oh. And so I'm, uh, oh. I, I am unable to scroll up uh, <laughs> to look at that part of the page right now. It, it's all good. While you are doing that, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, you know, substitute in for the American League, the player of the month, the Cleveland Guardians' own Jose Ramirez. He just signed an extension with the Cleveland and he is raking. He is a criminally underrated player in the league so far. Jose Ramirez, his stats are for this year, he has 1.5 wins above replacements. He is slashing 341, 421, 707 slugging percentage. My goodness, and a 1.128 OPS. It is a whopping 231 OPS plus, seven home runs. Guys, I know it's a month, but those numbers are crazy. He is twice, over twice as good as the average player. I mean, yeah, they're going to give him that for a reason. <laughs> so, Jose Ramirez, the Cleveland Guardians, way to go. And uh, T-Money, you there on your Google Doc? Yes, sir, I'm back now. All right, you can t take it from there, my man. Yes, and we, uh, you're just rounding out here the remainder of the awards. Uh, got Pitcher of the Month here in the American League, went to Logan Gilbert of the Mariners. Rookie of the Month, Mr. Stephen Kwan, the former Oregon State Beaver himself, who has there just been go. lighting it up so far this year. Uh, wait, Quan is with the Guardians, isn't he? That is correct. Okay, you put twins down there. No, no, wait, hold on. Ah, uh, Barrett, you're killing me here. <laughs> user, user error on my part. Yes, <laughs> the Guardians have two studs on their team. Man, I was 
doing a little too much boring and scoring when I was doing this, but hey, uh, fact check. It, it's a busy time of year here. We uh, we can miss yeah. things here as we uh, <laughs> as, as we squeeze this all in. And then a reliever of the month went to, went to no uh, no other than Mr. Jordan Romano of the Toronto Blue Jays. Moving over to the National League Player of the Month. Nolan Arenado, mm-hmm. uh, one, one of the many pieces uh, uh, formerly of the Colorado Rockies that was given away. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the the Rockies cooled off as of recent, but uh, the, the Cardinals, oh, they uh, they, they remain they remain just oh, as hot man. as ever right now. Mm-hmm. And um, and then pitcher, pitcher of the month, Mr. Pablo Lopez of the Miami Marlins. You might say that the pitching is really carrying that organization right oh, now. Yeah. It's uh, It's been a pretty good start for them down in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the month goes to Mr. Seo Suzuki. Of yes. The Chicago Cubs there. Yes. North, hey. North side, Wrigleyville. It's a party right now. With Oh, the, yes. Uh, Mr. Suzuki lined it up. Yes, Mr. Saya, someone who we have both picked to win Rookie of the Year. And I don't know about you, Trav, but I'm feeling pretty good about that pick. So yeah. Far. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of a... <laughs> just kind of a hey roll the dice see who it lands on here and uh, i picked uh picked suzuki but it's working out so far so far <laughs> now reliever of the month josh Hader of the brewers uh josh Hader, he's the best reliever in baseball uh man i mean he's just he, it's the gift that keeps on giving with josh Hader. i mean i'm gonna be pulling up his stats so far but i'm pretty sure he still has a 0.00 era and yeah he does <laughs> 9.1 innings pitched he hasn't yet to give up a run i mean yeah this is he's the best i mean he's just like he's the jacob de Gram of of closers <laughs> so but no yeah all the good studs and we'll go into more in depth on these studs uh as we get into our league recaps but before we get too far in we have to pay homage to our namesake trav it's time for everyone's favorite part no doubter of the week so when this moment happened we tweeted about it on our podcast channel and we said this guy this man was making a uh, he was making a pretty good case for no doubter of the week and he did on that day and just to be honest when you look at the other home runs that happened in the week, no one comes even close. So we are going to all sit back and we are going to enjoy uh, a home run. Uh, we are enjoying a scene of someone who hit the absolute crap out of the ball. That is right. Uh, uh, I'm talking about raining. Um, I'm talking about raining World Series MVP, Jorge Soler of the Miami Marlins. So, Feast your eyes on this epicness. This happened on April 29th. They are playing against the Seattle Mariners. He's facing Brash, who's only 10 pitches in, as you'll see. Jorge Soler batting 171. Wouldn't think anything different, but here comes the ball. And I mean, as soon as it leaves the bat, you know it's gone. Just that, that launch angle. Like you can look at that and how far, like the, what the velocity of the ball looked like there off the bat. I mean, that's a, I don't even have the sound going there, but I can look at that and tell that it's no doubter. Oh, yeah. I mean, it hit the glass. They're playing in Miami. It hit the glass, and then it went back down onto the field. He hit the absolute ever-loving crap out of the ball, and when this happened, baseball Twitter was like, oh, my goodness, that ball had a family. Take a look at it, slow motion, boom. Yeah. I mean, just like. It an absolute no doubter. I mean, the no doubters just keep on happening. This guy is a beast, and when he connects, it is oh so glorious. 
Man, oh man. I just have to say, I, I have never, I, like whenever I, I get a Marlins game uh, on TV and I can see, uh, and, you know, they get, I, you know, it's, I'm never purposely watching the Marlins. I have no reason to. Um, so it's just like when the, when they are on a national broadcast and they come across, and I tune in for a few minutes or see highlights in sports center. <laughs> it's probably the best look I've gotten at their stadium there. And you want to talk crap about, uh, about Globe Life Field. <laughs> that, that place just looks like the most average, like, <laughs> like, like in a beautiful city like Miami <laughs> with great architecture there, that looks like one of the most average places. Like it looks like, it, it looks like an office building, <laughs> honestly, like the interior of an office building yeah. <laughs> from the inside. There. <laughs> so yeah, that's just my old smack talk there uh, about the Marlins Park. Oh, Miami. They just can't get any respects out with Derek Jeter. Does that mean good things are ahead for that team? You got Jazz Derek Jeter's. Derek Jeter saw the nonsense of this offseason. It was like, yeah. yeah, none of these guys are here because they actually love baseball. I'm out. <laughs> they're, they're just here to bask in the Miami money and enjoy them. Live up the Miami lifestyle where you'll lease a, a, you know, a Corvette and then use it as your Tinder profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> that is what's the name. It, it rubs off on everybody, but uh, Jorge Soler is definitely living out the Miami way and always swinging for defenses despite having a 171 batting average at the time of that home run. But in that particular instance, he hit it off of the four seam fastball 468 feet, 117.6 miles per hour with a 25 degree launch angle i mean that's probably the hardest and longest hit ball uh so far of the year i would have to double check it's probably the longest and hardest no doubter of the year no doubt of the week so far but congratulations to mr jorge soler um no doubt of the week it was no contest really some weeks are hard but this one as soon as it happened we all were thinking we were just like yeah it's probably gonna be it and sure enough it was so there we go. No doubter of the week. Uh, I, I wonder if we're going to get any repeats on the no doubters of the week, but we will see. It's a long season. <laughs> so, uh, But yeah, for those of y'all who can't see, you know, if you're listening, be sure to subscribe to our new YouTube channel. If you can watch it with us, you can see what we're drinking. So again, if you're watching us, like it, share it, comment, let us know what you're drinking. We're going to be pouring and scoring the whole way through. So there you go. All right. Now let's get into the meat of the things. Let's start with the back and forth, working our way east to west. Start, I'm going to kick things off back to you, Trav. Let's tell us what's happening in the AL East. <laughs> Well, what's happening in the AL East is, is that I can no longer smack talk. Well, for the time being, I can't <laughs> smack talk these guys uh, because the New York Yankees right now are leading this division and they are on a 10-game win streak right now. Um, yeah, the two, <laughs> two-and-a-half-game lead over the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, they hold the second-largest run differential in all of Major League Baseball um, at plus 42 right now. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, we're looking at this team uh, being led in batting average right now by... Man, you know, it has the. It's kind of close to my heart to Mr. Isaiah Kiner Falefa, who, uh, who, uh, you know, shortly before the start of the season, made his way on up from uh, from the Rangers up to the Yankees. There, he's batting a three uh, three fourteen, and also has a three fifty one on base percentage and a four hundred slugging percentage. Anthony Rizzo has nine home runs on the year, and he also is leading that team in RBIs as well, twenty one. Jordan Montgomery uh, has the uh, holds the lowest. Earned run average of all pitchers there at 288. 
Uh, Garrett Cole, as much as we like to uh, talk smack about him, he does have a couple of wins credited him as well. Nestor Cortez leads the team in strikeouts at 28 right now. Uh, batting, uh, you know, other than other than on base percentage, where they're just a measly eight in the entire uh, in the entire league. Uh, this is a top five <laughs> offense for sure. Uh, third in runs, 109. Fourth in uh, overall team batting average of 249, and second in slugging percentage of 423. Pitching's not doing too shabby either. Other than quality starts, I mean, yeah, it kind of is a little bit of pitching by committee right now and piecing things together uh, there up in the Bronx. But a 269 earned right average overall for the team, uh, a uh, 11th overall whip at 1.17, and then uh, BAA at 222. Right now, that's eighth in the league. You know, this is a pretty solid club that we're looking at with the Yankees right now. They are they're putting the haters. Uh, they're they, they're silencing the haters right now. Now it's a long season, like I said. <laughs> I got multiple more months to go here of, uh, of the regular season before we uh, get around to the postseason and the pennant races. But you know the uh, the the Yankees were looking for some had some to prove heading into this year, and right now they're getting the job done. Uh, looking at the the Blue Jays right behind there, George Springer, uh, you know the former Astro himself. Yeah, he's, uh, leading mm-hmm. the team with a 299 batting average, uh, overall slashing 361, 563 as well. Uh, he also leads that team in home runs six. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. with 16 runs batted in. Uh, on the pitching side, uh, the former West Virginia Mountaineer himself, Alec Manoa, leading that team with a 144 ERA, four wins credited to him as well. And then uh, Kevin Gosman has 41 strikeouts, leading the team on the year. Uh, batting, you know, it's uh, Part, part average, part pretty good as well, too. Right kind of mid-pack with 94 runs and uh, 304 on base percentage. Uh, but then, you know, batting average pretty dang solid at 245. And then slugging percentage uh, quite good at 407. They've got some power on those bats there. Uh, up in the great north in Toronto. Um, yeah, rounding out just uh, the rest of the division here. Got in third place, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh Wander Franco continues to be boy Wander. <laughs> I'm going to keep making that joke. Just really <laughs> so, uh, I think I'm so funny. Uh, yes. Slashing 322, 341, and 575. Also has four home runs on the year. And yeah, runs batted in. Uh, that, that man is just kind of leading the uh, uh, the offense uh, on all fronts there. Uh, Shane McClanahan with a three ERA. Drew Rasmussen with a couple wins. Cred him. And then McClanahan has 42 strikeouts on the year. And then... Yeah, the, the 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 rebuilding year kind of looks like it, it is the case as we thought with Boston right now, just the way that they're performing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not 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 a great uh, not a great time right now. Ouch. Three and yeah. seven in their last ten. Uh, yeah, ouch indeed. Negative <laughs> uh, nine run differential, nine fourteen on the year so far, uh, and then the Orioles uh, right eight and fifteen and. Uh, yeah, minus twenty three run differential. Um, yeah, uh, well, moving on now. That's uh, <laughs> that's yeah. what the uh, that's what the uh, the AL East looks like at this point. There you go. And as of this recording, the Yankees are beating the Blue Jays seven to one, and they yes. can very well win their eleventh game. Yes, of the, and the Yankees, <laughs> the Yankees, the uh, Yankees. 
do have all their players vaccinated now. So they uh, they had a full flight up there to Toronto with the entire team. Yes, I know that was a concern. It seems like the Blue Jays' home field advantage, so to speak, is dissipating, which, you know, that's a good thing. You don't want them to have kind of an unfair advantage or an, ex- an advantage other than what they can produce on the field. So uh, they are still the Titans of the East. The Yankees are just... Yankees are going to yank and you know, it's, I know it's early. It's the big apple is a really cool place. Um, you've got some good teams there. And speaking of big apple in the same area, the NL East, you got the Mets who are also just massively going on an epic hot streak. They are in first place in the NL East. 17 and eight is their record. What is uh, this 118 <laughs> runs scored of the year? Like I did, <laughs> did the, uh, did they, did, did, did the, uh, did they like suddenly clone the Braves or something? And, uh, from last year and send them, uh, up I don't know <laughs> their exchange out jerseys. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, they, they have the best run scored in all of major league baseball. I mean, it's just, that's been their problem is lack of run support and guys they're doing this without Jacob deGrom. I mean, come on. It's just Steve Cohen, his revenge tour. It's panning out and man, it is a party in Queens because they are three and a half games above the Marlins. But let's look at this Mets team. I mean, it's just, I keep raving about them, and it's because they're worth raving about. This is the Francisco Lindor comeback tour, baby. This guy is slashing 260, 351, 438, a 789 OPS, 1.3 wins above replacement. That's pretty good. I mean, and you've got all these guys with... OPS is above 800. Jeff McNeil, it's his comeback tour, baby. He's got an OPS of 896. That's the highest on the team. Brandon Nimmo has got an OPS of 820. And when it comes to bombs, Pete Alonso's got four bombs on the year. I mean, it's just this this team, I mean, the offense is there. I mean, they're they're making stuff happen. They're 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 utilizing the small ball. It's just it's a team effort top to bottom. I mean, Mark Hanna's got an 812 OPS for crying out loud. And the pitching, it is still there. When it comes to pitching, they have the best runs allowed in the entire division. You look at their starters and their studs. Max Scherzer, 261 ERA. Chris Bassett, 261 ERA. Carrasco, 330. And, and then you got uh, Peterson with a 189. I mean... Uh, come on. I mean, you can't get much better than that. Tyler McGill, I mean, he is a beast at, at the relief position. He has He's pitching 28 pitches as a reliever, so they are relying on him heavily. And the reason why is because he's got a 193 ERA. I mean, he's pitching more than Peterson, and who's a starter? I mean, it's just, uh, when, they, when DeGrom comes back, they're just going to be that much better because DeGrom, although he can't hang it, he doesn't have the endurance because he keeps getting injured. He is the goat. So watch out. Um, but you know, another team that is overperforming, it's the Miami Marlins. They are only three and a half games behind. And while they have not scored near as many runs, their pitching is what's keeping them in. It's what's keeping them afloat. They won seven out of their last 10 games. Although, as of this recording, they're currently on a two-game losing streak. But hey, it's a party up in Marlin. A party up in Marlintown, Miami, the south side of Florida. Three and a half games behind. 
I haven't really given a whole lot of love to this team, but let's talk about them. Jorge Soler, yeah, he hit the crap out of that ball, but you know he's not carrying the team. He's slashing 176, 278, 329. It's the Jazz Chisholm <laughs> show down there in the yes. South Beach. He is Jazz Chisholm. It's his breakout year, in my opinion. He is one of the most electric players in baseball. He is slashing 306, 357, 661 slugging percentage with a 1.018 OPS, four bombs, 1.2 wins above replacement. He has reached base 41 times. <laughs> Guys, it's ridiculous. Uh, Jazz Chisholm show. He is having fun. And he is being himself. And but offense really, you know, they're not scoring a whole lot. They have the fewest runs scored in the entire division, but their pitching is what I really want to focus on because their ace, their ace in the hole, the American pitcher of the month, Pablo Lopez, is an absolute stud muffin. This man has pitched 28 innings with a 1.61 ERA and a 0.89 whip, 1.3 wins above replacement for a pitcher, 9.6 strikeouts for nine. I mean, the first starter, that's fantastic. That's unbelievably fantastic. You got a one-two punch, and close behind him, Sandy Alcantara has got a 290 ERA with a 1.29 whip. That's still pretty darn good at this point. I mean, you've played plenty of games, and, you know... To have a sub-3 ERA, it's still impressive. Lazardo, a 3.110 ERA. Then you got Hernandez with a 5.75, and you got Trevor Rogers with a 5.19. But those guys, you know, they're going to dial it in. I have faith in them. I mean, it's a small sample size, but if the pitching can keep it up and the offense can turn on, you never know. I mean, hopefully they can get someone at the trade deadline. Maybe they can party it up in Miami, you know, and really pour and score with some local Miami beers, you know, whatever it takes. Right. So, uh, party. I, in feel, the like, South I feel like Miami is a tequila town. <laughs> tequila. <laughs> so yeah, they're three and a half games behind the Phillies are five games behind. And when it comes to the Phillies, they are scoring a lot. They have the second most run scored in the entire division, but their pitching hasn't quite dialed in just yet. But man, oh man, is this team fun. It's foe so fun because you've got some studs. Bryce Harper slashing 253, 316, 494 with an 811 OPS. And then Schwarbombs, this guy is slashing 200, 318, 520 with an 838 OPS. I mean, this guy doesn't get on base, but he hits Bombas. He's got seven on the year. My goodness gracious. I mean, it's 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 the it's a Schwarbomb show for the win. You look at Castellanos, he's doing just as well. Slashing 286, 358, 452 with an 810 OPS. And then you got Reese Hoskins, 664 OPS, not too shabby. And then Real Muto's got a 672. You know, you got some some good players on that team. Pitching-wise, you know, obviously you're going to talk about Wheeler. But Wheeler is, he's just not really dialing in. He's got a 579 ERA. And so where Wheeler is struggling to find his stride, you have other starters who are stepping in. Kyle Gibson, 293. Aaron Nola, 390. Zach Eflin, 450. And now while these aren't super elite, they're not too shabby. Wheeler's got to dial it in. He's got to find his stride. 
uh, Kyle Gibson, former Texas Ranger, by the way. Uh, that guy is their ace right now. And so have faith in the Phillies. Have faith in the team. It's still a long ways to go, and they are still within striking distance. So uh, the Braves are six games back. The Nationals are eight and a half games back because because the Nationals are the Nationals. And, oh, man. They have fallen far from grace. They won the World Series in 2019, and here we are just three years later, and they have nothing to show for it. They got Nelly Cruz, and of course, you know, Juan Soto. He's slashing 262, 415, 452, with an 867 OPS, four bombs on the year. And it's him and nobody else at this point. Nelson Cruz got a negative 0.7 wins above replacement, so... Yeah, that's painting out real well. <laughs> All right, that does it for the East. Let's head on over to the central part of the country, fly over country to some people, but not to everyone. So the AL Central, let's hear it, man. Well, you know, I'm seeing double in the AL Central right now Ooh. because the Twins are on fire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the Minnesota <laughs> Twins, the team that everybody expected to... Uh, to, to be leading this division here, even just a month into the season. Uh, <laughs> uh, they are, they're currently <laughs> the top dogs here right now in the yes. AL central up three and a half games on the Cleveland guardians, uh, 14 and nine on the season so far. The only team that has a winning record, both at home and on the road so far uh, in this, uh, <laughs> in this division. And the only team uh and the only team other than Chicago White Sox that has a uh, a winning record at home. Period. Uh, so yeah, this team, you know, they've uh, they've scored a lot of runs, but you know, they haven't given up a ton of runs. They have a plus twenty four mm. uh, yeah. run differential. They're on a three game winning streak. They're nine and one in this uh, in their last ten games. Uh, infielder Miguel Sano is uh, is undergoing surgery to repair a left knee meniscus tear. There is no timetable for his return, but there's still plenty to like overall. Uh, about this team right now for the time being. Luis Arias, the second baseman here, mm-hmm. he's slashing 296, 359, and 366 on the year. Uh, Byron Buxton leads the team with seven home runs. And then Max Kepler, uh, the right fielder, has 12 runs batted in on the year. You know, the, the you know, these are these are just solid uh top half of the league uh batting numbers that they've got going right now with 96 runs on the year, a 231 batting average. 311 on base percentage and then a 377 slugging percentage. Um, but yeah, the pitching is really, uh, really was been uh, helping them here kind of uh, set the foundation for them. Uh, fifth in the league uh, with 306 earned run average, uh, you know, tied for 18th, uh, in the middle of the road quality starts at five. Once again, kind of a little bit of a by committee piecing uh, things together where they need to be in this situation. But whip fifth in the league at 1.14 and BAA seventh in the league at 218. Um, yeah, I you know, I I just haven't given a ton of uh, attention to this team by this point, but certainly you know the way they're performing, they're probably gonna get more national broadcasts, they're gonna get the attention of MLB network. It'll yeah. be easy to, to 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 follow along with them real soon. Uh and uh, you know, it'll be my Rangers will see them uh, before sooner than later. And, you know, the twins <laughs> will probably kick in their teeth the way uh, the Rangers have been playing so far this year. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, mm-hmm. The Cleveland guardians right now uh, here, second in the division. They're uh, they are 10, 12 overall in the year, but just three and a half games behind the twins. 
plus seven run differential. They're on, they are on a three-game win streak right now. Uh, the Guardians are uh, led. Jose Ramirez has the uh, top batting average, the third baseman on the team at 341, is also slashing 421, 707 slugging percentage on the year. Yeah, he's got those seven home runs and 28 runs batted in. He's just uh, an overall offensive Swiss Army knife for this team. And at the third base position, uh, you know, those are great numbers to have uh, to be helping out your team. Tied for uh, they're at 10th in uh, runs here in Major League Baseball in the season so far at 101. Uh, third at batting average at 251, 12th in on base percentage at 314, and then sixth in slugging percentage uh, at 405. You know, pitching, they uh, pitching, you know, it can, it can get the job done for this team. Obviously, they're giving up a few more runs compared to uh, uh, compared to their counterparts in the Twins, uh, but a 387 ERA, seven quality starts so far, uh, 117 whip, and 234. Uh, BAA across uh, across this team. Let's talk real quick about the White Sox. Uh, just so far, it's been a been a very disappointing. After what would look like a hot start to the year, it has very much cooled yeah. off in recent weeks. It is a disappointing stretch right now uh, for mm-hmm. this White Sox team. Uh, they, they got a win the other day, but they're three and seven in their last ten games. Uh, minus twenty run differential. Uh, actually, no, wait, excuse me, minus 21 run differential. Um, yeah. yeah. So once again, just four and a half games behind the Twins. Um, but they, they are not good on the road whatsoever. Um, the, there's just been no consistency and like a lot of head-scratching decisions that Tony LaRusso has made with this lineup so far this year. Yeah, 27th and tied for 26th in the league with runs, just 72. An overall batting average of 219, overall on-base percentage of 272, and and just a 350 slugging percentage here. Uh, that's that's not going to get it done. But there are some bright spots like Mr. Tim Anderson uh, still maintains a slashing line of uh, 329, 346, and 513 uh, at the shortstop position. Nice. Andrew Vaughn, their designated hitter, has four home runs on the year, and then he also has uh, 12 runs batted in as well. Uh, pitching is really just the Dylan Cease show, mm. and that's it. It's 248 RA. <laughs> Three wins, 39 <laughs> strikeouts, uh, and other than him, who else are you going to talk about? Uh, uh, you know, if I mean, just truth be told, if I'm the White Sox front office, Tony La Russa is very much on the hot seat right now. Like, yeah. it's gonna, like, <laughs> it's gonna, we could be seeing a change in leadership by the middle of the season uh, if things do not improve. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean... Wait. Mr. Larusa, he's a legendary. Uh, he's he's a legendary manager within the sport. Has done a lot to it, uh, but you know he <laughs> he kind of he kind of has the old school. Where we're doing it because I say so, uh, and just kind of white knuckles some things at times and stuff. And you gotta there's too much talent on this team for them to be struggling as much as they are right now. That is the story of the White Sox. We need to get Ashley Sanders on here to get her thoughts, but I'm sure she'll say the same thing. I mean, come on. You got Grandal, Therese Roberts, Tim Anderson, pitching staff. You got Giolito. I mean, come on. You got Cease. You got Yopek. I mean, uh, it's just underperforming. I mean, they need to give them to the all-star break, and if you're still as far back as you are, I mean, come on, 
You're four and a half games back. Yeah, you're still within striking distance, but you're this is supposed to be their division. You're supposed to own this division. I mean, and what? You got the Twins? I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe they're catching lightning in the bottle, but, I mean, come on, guys. It's, I thought this was yours. <laughs> Whatever, well, man. <laughs> still plenty of season uh, to be played at this point, but uh, still, you know, we, yes. we we move on from the uh, the White Sox because there's not much else to talk about with them right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, the, the the Tigers have uh, Tigers have you know they've they've been right there, but they've definitely cooled off a little bit lately. Uh, Austin Meadows uh, still as strong as ever, three nineteen, four twenty, four oh six slashing. Uh, Spencer Torkelson definitely is looking more and more like a rookie right now. Still leads the team in three in home runs at three, uh, but just batting one ninety at this point right now with only eight runs batted in. Uh, Javier Baez leads the team in eleven runs batted in. Yeah, there's uh, pitching. Pitching is definitely the stronger point of uh, of this uh, rebuilding Tigers organization, uh, though not great ERA wise. With uh, Eduardo Rodriguez having the lowest in the team at five thirty three, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can see quality starts just yeah. four on the year, smack dab middle of the league. It, it, the ERA kind of tells the story there. Uh, wins, uh, yeah, just uh, Jacob Barnes just with uh, with only two quality wins on the year. Uh, strikeouts, Rodriguez lean team at 23. Uh, yeah, strikeouts are kind of a fool's gold number. You can definitely see when uh, comparing to things like ERA and uh, and ultimately the wins that are credited to your name on the year, of which Mr. Rodriguez has zero. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it looks like, uh, you know, our expectations may be brought down more to earth. And then, yeah, Kansas City, you just kind of exist. You you can't hit worse <laughs> crap than uh, you're giving up runs <laughs> left and right of the year. We, uh, yeah, are, are, are looking at our, our prediction for you and previewing you earlier in the year and just kind of looking at like, hey, what is there to ultimately work with here? Uh, not much. So, um yeah, it's uh, this doesn't look like a real strong division at all. The central comparative to, to the east, when we're about to preview at the west, the central is by and far uh, the weakest in the American League, and dare I say, possibly the weakest in all of baseball. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I think you got a good <laughs> you got a good point there. I will not uh, try to argue with you otherwise. <laughs> so, uh poor times in the AL Central, but hey, we'll see. Will Cleveland bear their new name? They have the most runs scored in the entire division. Are they riding high because they took off the racist <laughs> Cleveland Indians name and now the Guardians, they have the the ambiguous amorphous Guardians name. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're the Guardians of, uh, of Lake Erie now. <laughs> yes, Lake Erie. Fun times in Cleveland. Gu- gu- guarding the uh, guarding the fine lands of the Upper Midwest, where it's, uh, it's uh, yeah. bitterly cold for like half the year, and then uh, only <laughs> nice for like several months. Yes, the slogan of Cleveland is "At least we're not Detroit." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's a funny YouTube video you should look up. It's just called "Fun Times in Cleveland," but that's another story for another day. Anyway, I'll take things over for the NL Central. Not a whole lot to cover. It is a two-horse race on this team. The Brewers, who we have both picked to win the division, this team is starting to settle in. Trav, they are first place in the division, and they have 
a a narrow one and a half game lead over the Cardinals. They are 15 and eight. They've won seven out of their last 10 games with a plus 19 run differential. Their pitching is settling in finally. My goodness. And they're actually scoring some runs. Not too shabby. The second most in the division at 94. Let's take a look at this team. Who, who are the stars that are emerging from this squad? And I'll tell you who it is. Christian Yelich. He is definitely doing a lot better than he's done as of recent. He is slashing 218, 308, 385 with a 692 OPS. And while that's not super elite, that's not going to make him an all-star. He has three bombs on the year, people. He's finding his stride. Give him some time. But hey, you've got some other studs on the team. Willie Adames, who they got from the Rays last year. This man, slashing 230, 323, 460, 783 OPS. Five bombs on the year. My goodness. Hunter Renfro's got five bombs on the year. Rowdy Telez. Best name in baseball, arguably. He's slashing 231, 315, 477. A 792 OPS on the year. The guy's got four bombs on the year. I mean, they're spreading the love, this team. It's a team that just it, it gets the job done. It's not going to be super flashy, but it's just they, they just make it happen. They get up at the plate, and they, they get the wins when they count. And when it comes to pitching... You got my scion pick, Corbin Burns. He is dialing in 32 and two thirds innings pitched, a 193 ERA, 0.73 whip. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Eric Lauer, 193 ERA with a 0.99 whip. I mean, come on. When you got a one two punch like that, I mean, it's going to go a long way. Hauser, Adrian Hauser's got a 253 ERA. Woodruff still hasn't dialed in. I don't know what the heck's up with him this year. I mean, he's got a 530 ERA, 1.34 whip. Those aren't great. If he can really start to figure things out and start to actually go deep in the games and not just rely all on Corbin Burns, then it's going to be a team like last year. But until then, at least you got Josh Hader, best closer in baseball, has yet to give up a single run in his nine and a third inning pitched. So really great relief. Starters, one-two punch, pretty solid. So it's a team with potential, and they just got off to a slow start, guys. So no need to panic for the Blue Brew Crew. They are pouring and scoring. That is the secret to their success, for sure. Uh, moving on to the Cardinals, the Cardinals are within striking distance, one and a half games behind. Uh, numbers are very similar to that of the Brew Crew. They are on a two-game win streak as of this recording. And of course, Nolan Arenado, these are video game numbers, guys. He's slashing 359, 432, 679 with a 1.111. <laughs> Oh, yes. Perfect. Yes. 1.111. One's across the board. Time to make a wish. <laughs> yes. The perfect OPS. 1.9 wins above replacement. He is single-handedly responsible for basically two out of their 13 wins. I mean, come on. That's the definition of carrying a team on your back. He's reached base 53 times and has six bombs on the year. I mean... God, and people thought he had the course effect when he was over in Denver. Guys, he's just that talented. I mean, come on. And to 
playing second fiddle to Arenado, Tommy Edmond. Come on, let's talk about this guy. 306, 405, 486, 891 OPS. That guy's got two wins above replacement. What? I mean, these two guys are all-stars. I mean, you're talking about all-star third base, all-star second base. It's going to be start one, two. I mean, I mean, who else do you need when you have that? I mean, Paul Goldschmidt's got a 786 OPS on the year. Like a boss, Harrison Bader. That guy's got a 654 uh, OPS on the year. And when it comes to pitching for the cards, I mean, of course, you got the ageless wonder, Adam Wainwright. He's got a four ERA, but hey, he is up there in years. And we've seen worse, as we have proven. But where there is Wainwright, there is Miles Nicholas. He's got a 152 ERA, 0.84 whip. What? That's numbers are insane. He's pitched 29 and two-thirds innings so far. I mean, he's your ace. It's all about miles. It's the miles show over there. Wayno, he's pretty cool. He's going to be the announcer of of a World Series game in about a year or two. Mark my words. But, uh, you know, the, it, it's going to be a good one-two punch race. And then when it comes to the rest of the division, Pirates five and a half behind. Cubs five and a half behind. And the Reds, oh, ugh, I don't even want to talk about the Reds. They're three and nineteen. Guys. Are we looking at like an all-time <laughs> bad baseball team in the Reds <laughs> right now? Like, there's, um, they just seem hapless from everything that I've heard about them. Man, it is really, really pathetic. I mean, they have a negative sixty-five run differential, which is that's like twice the next closest team. I mean, yeah, we thought the Royals and the Pirates were going to be bad, but then there's the Pirates are overachieving so far this year. Yeah, compared to their standards, the Reds. I mean, I guess they just said, I guess they just said, forget it. We don't care anymore. (laughs) Ah, I feel bad for those guys, man. They could just never ever catch a break, but it's okay. They'll uh, they'll just uh, (laughs) they'll just eat their skyline chili up there and. And uh, and just wait until uh, wait until football season comes around. Exactly. So there you go. Guess that's what how that's all they got so far. So there you go. There is the one-two punch of the NL Central, and now we finally make way out to the West, the part of the world where the sun sets, and we're gonna go with our favorite division, the American League West. Yes, sir. We we uh, head out to the West Coast where there is, uh, uh, you know, parts of it are uh, are lots of sunshine with uh, pretty desert and arid environments, and other uh, parts of it are uh, you know, lots of forests and trees and rain and uh, and clouds and all that stuff. Uh, but right now, we start in the city of Angels, well, I yes. guess technically the suburb, the suburbs of the city of Angels <laughs> in Orange County. As the uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim sit atop the division by two and a half games over the Mariners, uh, Shohei Otani is returning to the Angels lineup this Thursday at the yes. Red Sox after a brief time away due to groin tightness. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Mariners here they are uh, they're sitting at fifteen and nine on the year. Uh, you know, good solid in five and seven and four uh, winning records both home and away. Uh, Plus 18 run differential on the year. Uh, Angels team, uh, Mike Trout is back. He is uh, he is now batting 
320 he's slashing overall 324 459 721 on the year he leads this team in six home runs brandon marsh has 15 runs batted in as well to complement that you know the, the the offense is pretty dang good for this group uh yeah they're first they're tied for first in runs 110 on the year batting average is fifth in the league at 249 Fourth and on-base percentage of 327, and then third and slugging percentage of 419. Uh, on the pitching side of things, you've got Michael Lorenzen that has three wins credited to him, and then Shohei Otani, uh, you know, just the, the generational talent himself, has 30 strikeouts credited to him on the year. Uh, his ERA now is down to 419, so it's, uh, it's improving here since the last time uh, you and I were both on the show together. Um, so once again, you're seeing Otani's total package uh, come together here for this team. You know, the, the pitching stats overall are pretty dang good. Other than the ERA at 365, tie for seventh, uh, tie for eighth, excuse me, and quality starts at seven among the staff. At WHIP, uh, fourth in the league at 1.12, and then BAA at 211. Um, you have the uh, you have the Mariners uh, not far behind them right now, just two and a half games out of there, uh, tied with the Astros in that position right now. But the Mariners really, they are they're putting once again, uh, the, the run, the, well, the fund differentials, they call actually the fund differential, uh, issues to rest. Now they're uh, plus 17, uh, on the year they've hit 102, they've uh, scored 102 runs at this point right now. Um, but the Mariners, you've got JP Crawford right now, the shortstop, he's slashing 375, 469, uh, 625. Ty France has five home runs on the year. And then uh, third baseman, uh, Mr. France also has 21 runs batted in. He's credited to on the season. Uh, you know, pretty dang good here uh, offense-wise for this team. Uh, tied for eighth in the league at 102 runs. Batting average is at 11th at 237. The on-base percentage for this team is fifth at 326. And then the slugging percentage is eighth at 389. Uh, pitching for this team, uh, uh, Logan Gilbert leading the way with a 0.64 earned run average, and he mm. has four wins credited to him on the year and 27 strikeouts. ERA for this team overall, pretty dang good at 327. Uh, tied for third in the league with nine quality starts, and then the whip at uh, you know, the whip and BAA, uh, you know, on more on the average side, but there's certainly more than enough to make for up for it elsewhere. 121 and 230, respectively. Um, uh, boom! I'm going to turn it over to you to talk about your Astros because I feel mm. I follow your I follow your tweets, your, yeah. your live tweeting through our No Doubter accounts on a regular basis here, just trying to keep up with things. <laughs> and it seems like this is such a like, like, like it seems like strings of innings go together like really hot and then they go cold. So like games go together, like really hot and then really cold. This has just been such an up and down team. And the record reflects that. Uh, talk to us about how your Astros have been so far through this first month of the season, especially what we've been seeing over the past week. Uh, yeah. You know, um, you know, that when it comes to the Astros, their, their bats really have been what has been over underwhelming pitching is, it's still pretty rock solid. When you look at their runs allowed, it's only one run more than the Mariners, but it's just the bats. They have yet to explode. And when the bats explode, that is when this team is going to make the difference. Last year, they had the best offensive baseball. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. If you look at all the team stats and this year, they have basically the same people. So that is the expectation, but they are starting to warm up. They're starting to get their swag back. 
I mean, I'm not concerned with this team. I mean, the, it, McCullers is going to come back, and when he does, we're going to have an, a rock-solid rotation with McCullers and I mean, everybody. But we just – the guys, they're, they're like sleeping giants, the offense is. And when they – all the sleeping giant has to do is wake up. Yaron Alvarez, as we're recording, he hit a home run for the second consecutive day. He's got eight home runs on the year. What? Eight? I mean, this guy, all he does is just mash balls out of the park. More my words, he will win no doubter of the week at some point, uh, even if I have to do some Homer bake cooking and <laughs> inflate his numbers. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, they're, they're settling in. They have a consistent lineup now. It's not like Dusty Baker is extending uh, spring training into the regular season. We have a consistent lineup. Jeremy Pena is a boss, front runner for the rookie of the year. Uh, but I'm not worried about this team. I've seen them too many times. I pay attention to them too much. And uh, I got to have faith. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so much talent across this division here. And I think it's still, uh, it's very wide open. And I still have a lot of faith. Um, that, you know, I, I think right now just there, there are good teams across this division here. I believe, uh, this division can have multiple teams contending for multiple wildcard spots here this year. Uh, there's just gotta be some more consistency here. Uh, and I think, you know, you definitely, you saw just kind of some, some shuffling of names in and out of some of these teams here, uh, some changes kind of over the off season and, uh, lineups are still trying to get, uh, trying to gel together at this point. Uh, but I, uh, I have faith, you know, the, uh, Astros reluctantly saying this, uh, you know, are probably going to be back in contention for this division. At the very least, they're going to get into a wild card spot. And, you know, the, you go, the, the Astros know <laughs> what to do and how to do damage from really pretty much anywhere. Uh, once, uh, anywhere in the bracket, once, um, once they get to the postseason. So, I'm like you. It sounds like, yeah, there's just kind of been these times of like they have both power and the ability to play small ball. It just seems like the two of those things haven't come together kind of fully. Like, you know, would really help this team excel to this point in the regular season. But so much to go. They're right there. Yeah, just but one game up on 500. Yeah. So I got a winning record at this point in the year. Uh, you know, the, the, the momentum is on their side right now. And I mean, it's crazy even talk about momentum here in the month of may uh like it's it's <laughs> it's a race it's a marathon you will lose games along the way uh but it's, you know it's how, how you're positioning your team and what you're learning about them along the way that really counts rounding out the remainder here of the al west uh you know the bottom two teams right now are going to be the oakland athletics <laughs> 10 13 on the year uh, they, they have very much cooled off i kind of bought into a little bit of fool's gold with these guys they were definitely <laughs> they definitely were the uh, uh they 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 gleamed a little bit they uh they, they were glittering but they have proven that they are not gold they are uh <laughs> they they are definitely were the posers in this they're on a four game losing streak right now um you know things could change but i just they just don't think they have the talent across the board um, compared to what you're looking at the top few teams of this division right now. Um, and then my Texas Rangers currently sitting uh, tail in Charlie right now, this division in 14 on the year. Uh, they, they just can't consistently win either on the, uh, <laughs> at home or on the road. No, negative six run differential. They have won a couple of games, got a nice uh, series win over the Atlanta Braves here at home out at globe life field. 
Uh, I believe it's, uh, I believe uh, Corey Seager has had a good couple of games here. He's starting to show, uh, uh, start starting to show some stuff there in terms of the investment that they made with him. Uh, but again, just once again, there was no real investment made in pitching to this point this year. And it's like, see, they put a lot into two, in the two guys um, in the lineup here. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't even really have a lot to report on this team right now, just cause like they have not earned my attention to this point right now that my, my Rangers have not earned my attention and uh, a lot of investigations at this point, they, uh, they, they need to do better. if They want to hope to uh, get back in the contention here with this division uh, because certainly it's, it's a competitive one and they're, they're not going to wait for, uh, they're not going to wait for anybody. So figure it out Rangers. Figure it out for Travis's sake. Make a run at it. I mean, come on, Simeon and Seager, the two S names, the middle of your infield. They're just, it's a flop. Uh, They're turning into the Yankees of the South, blowing all the money in the world with nothing to show for it. Ah, Rangers. That's that's even calling it. It's even being generous calling us the, the, the South. There we <laughs> the Yankees of the South. <sighs> At least they they make things uh, they make things uh, look like it's worth it. At times we just look like we spend a whole bunch of money with nothing to show for it. Truly, <laughs> we can't even win games along the way to keep up hope. Uh, the Yankees fans sure do have hope, but will it just be all for nothing? We'll see. They, hey, they, the Rangers did get a win tonight on the road over at at Philadelphia. So, yes, uh, they and up that yes, and we all know stretch. We all know how what the gauntlet is for the Phillies and their fans. You know, you got to go through Philly and you got to endure the barrage of expletives and and whatnot. So, bravo, bravo, good job. Anyway, we now come to our last division, the NL West, which is quickly turning out to be the most competitive division in all of baseball. You don't believe me? Well, feast your eyes. You have the Dodgers and the Padres tied for first, Giants half a game back, Rockies one and a half games back, and then the Diamondbacks of all teams. They are four and a half games back. They're within striking distance. What? This is the craziest division in all of baseball as of to this point. It is indisputable. Let's start with the Dodgers because you have to. They have the best run differential in all of baseball with a plus 47. They are 14 and 7 with winning six out of their last 10 games. And you look at their team. And they're scary. <laughs> they are oh, oh so scary. Freddie Freeman fits like a glove. He is slashing 309, 387, 481 with an 869 OPS, 0.7 wins above replacement. I mean, he is he's the captain of the team, and he hasn't even been on it for that long. Mookie Betts, he's slashing 231, 348, 372. What? Cody Bellinger. It's the Cody Bellinger team comeback year baby he'll win comeback player of the year my, my words slashing 208 274 442 with a 715 ops he is the cody bellinger of old with four bombs on the year where have you been belly where have you been since you won that mvp chris taylor mr super utility man with his utility belt 288 355 439 is his slash line with a 795 ops ah Top to bottom, this lineup is scary. Pitching, 
Yeah, man, it's just it's just as good. Walker Bueller, an impressive two twelve ERA with a one point one one WHIP. Kershaw, Kershaw, what? He's got a two thirty five ERA with a zero point seven zero WHIP. The ageless wonder himself. Ah, uh, the Rangers could have had him, but. We don't even know why, but they just simply don't. And when it comes to the other two starters on the team, Arias is a 250 ERA with a one whip. Anderson a 255 with a 0.96 whip. Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, starting four for this team is also three ERAs. I mean, come on. You can take that to the bank. That's why they're so good. It's why they have a whopping 55 runs allowed. That is the best runs allowed in the entire major leagues. I mean, come on. It's just money can buy you something, apparently. I mean, they just looked at the the luxury tasks and said, screw you. <laughs> We're going on. And then... No Tatis, no problem for the San Diego Padres. They are tied for first with a 15-8 and eight record. Seven out of their last 10 games, they've won. Manny Machado, this man, this man, these numbers are stupid. And I know I've said that about quite a lot of people, but I swear, guys, Manny Machado, he is carrying the team on his back. He has 2.3 wins above replacement. If you're a two-win player a month into the season, you are really, really good. He is slashing 375, 440, 591. What? He's been on base 52 times and he's got four bombs on the year. Where the heck has this guy been? I mean, man, if when Tatis comes back and if Machado can keep it up and Tatis got his swag... There's nothing this team can't do because you have Eric Hosmer, Travis's favorite player, someone who's <laughs> overrated. His slash line is arguably better. He is slashing 382, 447, 579, a 1.026 OPS, three bobs on the year. <laughs> what is, guys? That's insanely good. He heard our show. He heard our podcast, and he said, overrated? You think I'm overrated? Screw you. <laughs> oh, man. Jerks and Profar, this man, he's slashing 176, 303, 432. While that might not look that well, he's got a one win above replacements. He's got five bombs on the year. I mean, this, this offense spreads the load, and they make stuff happen. Padres pitching is pretty rock solid. Musgrove, a 197 ERA with a 0.91 whip, carrying the team on his back. Yeah, Darvish and Manaya, they got to dial it in a little bit. Their ERAs are a little high at 360 and 444, respectively. But, you know, you've got some room for improvements. It's a little up and down for them, but... Looking on their mechanics, there's no reason why they can't lock things in. But until then, you got Mackenzie Gore with a 176 ERA and a 1.17 whip. I mean, come on, guys. This team, all these teams, their offense for the West is just, they all, the top four teams have all scored above 100 runs in terms of runs scored so far. I mean, it's just all offense all day long. And what separates the teams is the pitching. Dodgers are on another playing field. The Padres, you know, 
They're just winning games and getting lucky, in my opinion, because you got the Giants who are the real players. And it's it's going to be a one-two punch just like last year, mark my words. They are half a game back, and yet this team continues to amaze me. When it comes to the Giants, Brandon Belt, he's slashing 242, 367, 470. Jock Peterson, he's slashing 353, 382, 745 with a 1.127 OPS, six bombs on the year. That's insane. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's just insanity. And when it comes to pitching, my oh my is a good Carlos Rodon, a 117 ERA with a 0.83 whip. My goodness. Logan Webb, 326 ERA, 1.29 whip. Alex Wood, 419 ERA with a 134 whip. I mean, come on, guys. They've got some room for improvement, especially with Cobb and especially with Descalfani, but I have faith in this team. I believe in Gabe Kapler, the, the OG, the hipster man himself. He is going to put the spark that the Giants need to contend. And then the last team I will talk about, the Rockies. Well, the Rockies, they're not going to be hanging forever. They have a 13-9 record so far. I mean, come on. If the season stopped now, they'd be in the wild card. And their offense is what's keeping them in. Because their runs allowed, yeah, it's not that great. It's not their pitching. But it is their offense. And it's just, they're just making it rain. <laughs> they're making it rain in Denver. Uh, CJ Crone's got eight bombs on the year. Connor Joe, four bombs. Charlie Blackman, four bombs. You got Grichuk, three bombs. I mean, it's just bomb, 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 bombs away. CJ Crone slashing 282, 326, 647. Connor Joe, the man with two first names. He's slashing. 282, 371, 506. McMahon slashing 247, 364, 38. I mean, he's just, I don't know if it's the Denver effect, but it's just, they're just, they, they got something in that Kool-Aid. Uh, when it comes to pitching, it's really Chad Cool, too cool for school with a 190 ERA and a 0 0.85 whip. The other pitchers are just non-existent. And which is unfortunate because this team's got a lot to root for. And really, when it comes to the Rockies, you know who's really not making a splash? Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant has a negative 2.2 wins above replacement. He's slashing 281, 338, 351. Doesn't have a lot to show for it. He has yet to hit a home run so far this season. Unacceptable. Uh, I mean, you're just you're making how, how it rain. Old is, how old is Chris Bryant now? I have to remind myself. I mean, he's got to be like 28 or something like that. I mean, I can do a quick check. Right. He's he's 30 now, so he should be in the prime of his career. But uh, come like, on, it, yeah, it's so far just nothing to show for. What? Uh, uh, what uh maybe he's he's. I mean, here's my theory. I mean, the guy's in Colorado. He has to indulge in the local treasure that is marijuana. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's probably clauses in his contract about that type of stuff. 
Oh man, if maybe. Right. What if the owner wants to be a cool owner? He says, Hey, as long as you produce, as long as you show up on time, I don't care. You know? <laughs> so oh man, well, that takes care of the lay of the land. And as we end things off, we are going to give you our latest weekly power rankings. Starting at the number number 10 position, a team that went down two points, the Rays. Still pretty good, but it's not a matter of the Rays not being good. It's just so many other teams being so much better. They are number 10. Moving up to number 9, a team that is still number 9, the Cardinals. They're still in the mix. They're still worth talking about. Number seven, Number 8, the Milwaukee Brew Crew. When you lock in, when you start winning games, get some respect. Our only previously unranked team, they are here to stay. They are at the number eight position, and hopefully they stick around because they're supposed to win the division. So, And then a team in the number seven position, a team that is first place in the AL West, a team that deserves a lot of credit with a 15-9 record, the LA Angels. They moved up three spots, which is pretty impressive, I might add, but we got to give them credit. The record is what it is. Number six position, the Blue Jays. They went down two points, and it's just because you have teams that are just blowing away, but they are still good, mark my words. Entering the top five, the Padres are number five, just like they were last time. They are still hanging tough, so they deserve to be in the top five. Number four, the Giants. They went down one, and really it's just because it's not because they're not good. It's because these top three teams are just the best. I mean, they're just, they're, they're, they are the best. The number three team is the New York Yankees. Now, before everybody gets mad, yeah, they have an 11-game win streak. But, I mean, come on. They went up four slots, which is a crazy amount to go up. They are in the top three. All you Yankee fans, you might get mad. But, hey, if you keep up the win streak, you might just go to number one. I mean, come on, we're already giving you a lot by putting you in the top three so what more can we give you your brothers down in queens though remain at the number two position because they just have that longevity and then the number one team again is the dodgers because the dodgers are the dodgers people they have a pretty good record and the best run differential the best 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 pitching staff in baseball i mean it's just a little less parody this time around. We're really starting to dial it in. And my Astros are nowhere to be seen, which, hey, I did make them number one after week one. It's now I have to be more realistic and put them out. I could have put them at number 10, but that truly would have been some homer cooking <laughs> right there. But hey, I suspect the Astros will be back. And when they are, they will come back red hot with a vengeance so there you go another week in the books t-bone it's it's a long season we got some fun i don't know you get you're gonna try to catch a rangers game pretty soon i am i'm uh i'm headed out to uh frisco rough riders uh on there friday night uh, before yeah. we make it into a rangers game uh, uh with my buddy lance and some of his friends uh from church and um there you but, go uh, yeah, I uh, 
no Rangers plans yet, but uh, but I'll get out there soon enough. I mean that uh, that seventy two degrees uh, climate controlled uh, uh, oh, indoor yeah. atmosphere will be will be nice sooner than later. We had a nice sixty something degree day today, but sure enough, that will not last, and the uh, <laughs> uh, the summer heat will be here before we know it. So um, I, I I'll need to get out there sooner than later for sure. For I, sure, man. I've got that. Yeah, I, I got there's, there's a few teams on my on my radar of who I want to see come through town uh, for the mm. Rangers, but it just yeah, it all depends on timing and everything. But hey, still plenty of season to go. There you go, man. Well, thank you all so much for joining us for this week, uh, T Bone. How about you? You how about you close things out this week? Absolutely. As Boom talked about earlier, uh, we are, as you can see here, um, if you've uh, joined us live today, we are live streaming now, as we've done now for uh, for the past few weeks, our uh, our, uh, our No Doubter episodes here. Um, so make sure you subscribe uh, to not only wherever you get your podcasts, uh, we're across all the major platforms, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there, but also our brand new YouTube channel, Yes, we really love to build an audience and the following there. Uh, you know, we've started putting those streams there. Our content from here will only get better, and we've got more stuff you know planned to do through that to, through that channel in the future as well. Uh, please leave us a five star review if you've enjoyed our show. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow uh, the podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. The handles for both of those are going to be at No Doubter Pod. Follow uh, Boom and myself on Twitter as well. Boom is going to be at BoomBostic21. I'll be at Travis Lawfully. So, uh, once again, subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Uh, we have a brand new Patreon that we, uh, we've revamped recently here that gives you an even greater access uh, to No Doubter and helps ensure that we continue bringing you the best baseball content around. You know, I want to give a huge shout out to a couple of different people. First, our longest standing patron, Mr. Tad Bostic, and then our Patreon producers being part of our legend level uh, that we have in our uh, our Patreon tiers, Mr. Don Hale. Uh, thank you all so much for uh, for you know the investment that you've given to us early on here in the uh, in these days of the, our podcast. Um, yeah, uh, you know, getting shouts like this is just one of the uh, one of several benefits that we have as part of our different Patreon tiers. The benefits only keep getting it getting better as you go up. So please take a look at that. We would love to start building a community there. Uh, take a look at our merch store through our partner at T public. They've been a great partner for us uh, to help deck you out in your favorite, no doubt or gear, uh, hoodies, t-shirts, crew neck sweatshirts, baseball shirts, mugs, phone cases, many more items in that store. You can start spreading the word about no doubter that way and pick yourself up some gear there. You'll see all those important links in the description below here. Boom, close out another great episode of No Doubter for us the way that we always do. This has been fun. Both our glasses are empty, which means we had a good time, and we hope you did too. We hope you had a good porn score. Um, we are going to be doing these every once in a while, so be on the lookout. We will let you know. And as you go into your week watching games, watching them live, watching them on the TV, uh, going into your workplace, supporting yourself, supporting your families, do it the No Doubter way. Bat 400 and always swing for defenses. We'll see y'all next week for some more college and major league baseball action. This episode of No Doubter is produced by Eric Bostick and Travis Lockley and edited by Travis Boster. Our logo was designed by Lindsay Silbrook. 